Is a great resignation coming or are we all just dealing with a summer of burnout? We'll break down what the great resignation is and what you can do about it as a leader right here. Stay tuned. Let's go. Hey leader, Dave Burke is here, organizational psychologist, best-selling author of four books all about helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this quick video, I wanna talk about the great resignation. You've probably heard, maybe you've read a couple articles about this wave of quitting that we're about to experience. What is the great resignation? What's driving it? And what can you do about it as a leader? We're gonna break that all down right here. First, what is the great resignation? Well, this is uh, the term that we're starting to use for a wave that's really already begun and we're going to see crest in the next couple of weeks or months, a wave of resignations, people who have been hanging on to jobs for the last 12, 16 months during the pandemic and realizing, you know what, I want to try something new. I want to do something different. I want to go be successful in a different organization. What percentage of people, how big is this wave? Well, I've seen numbers all over the board. I tend to see 25 to 40%. There was one study from monster.com that suggested 95% of people are looking for another job. I, I think that's a little high. There's probably an adverse selection thing going on there. If you think about who goes to monster.com or who would respond to a survey, it's already people looking for a new job. But suffice to say, a quarter to a third of knowledge workers in the developed world are at least saying that they are looking for new work, that they want to find a new job before the year is out. Now, what's driving that? Two different things could be driving that. The first is burnout. Yeah, it's been hard. We've been through a lot in the last 16 months, and we've seen the boundary lines blur between work and life. We used to call it work from home. Now most people feel like they're living at work. And while some organizations have really been great about helping their people deal with this situation, set up boundaries, and really turn a masterful transition from being an office based to a remote first organization, most are struggling. Even 16 months later, most are struggling. And so it's no surprise that a lot of employees are massively burned out and hoping that a different organization will give them a different result when it comes to whatever the future of work looks like especially if you've been suffering through that burnout and now you're being asked to come back to an office environment, well, that could be a recipe for a whole different flavor of burnout. And so a lot of people are saying, no, I want a couple days at home. And if you're not going to give that to me, then I'll find somewhere else to work. We see that happen most notably with Apple, who said that they were going to bring all of their people back and faced a wave of backlash from the people saying, well, we want to talk about remote. We don't want this to go away entirely. The second and probably the bigger thing driving this great resignation is the fact that people have sort of a pent up demand for that career switch. And when the pandemic began, when we first asked people to work from home 15 days, 30 days, 60 days, a year to slow the spread, when we were asking people to do that, it really had a massive effect on the economy waves of layoffs, companies' futures being uncertain. And so if you still had a job by the end of March 2020, you hung on to that job and you hung on to that job until the economy rebounded and you felt like you could be safe enough and secure enough to take the leap. And guess what? We're there. As the pandemic wanes and as companies are starting to open back up, starting to call people back and starting to take investment risks that signify they believe that a positive economy, a growing economy is coming, well, that has a downstream effect on people in their careers. If more companies are hiring, it feels safer to take the leap. And so a lot of people who would have quit 
a year ago, who would have quit six months ago, are saying now is the time to finally look for that more uh, successful job, that job that might be a bit more desirable. So we have a mix here of burnout and pent up demand. And there's a couple things you can do um, as a leader, even as a team leader or as a senior leader to manage this great resignation. Uh, the first is that give people the autonomy that they've been playing around with for the last 12 months, make that autonomy permanent. That doesn't mean that you're calling uh, everyone to be remote first. It doesn't mean you're calling everyone back to the office. It means you're giving people a say in where they work and when they work. Now, the future of work in well-managed companies that provide a great employee experience is working from anywhere. That means you as a leader are going to need to learn how to lead from anywhere. But it means the people who have tasted that autonomy over the last year are not going to be willing to give it up. And in fact, one of the reasons they might be looking for a new job is that they don't think you as their employer, as their leader, are going to get let them keep that autonomy. So make that autonomy permanent. The second thing you could do is make purpose a lot more salient, a lot more obvious. I mean, most organizations have a reason for existing, but let's be honest, most organizations are terrible at expressing what that mission statement is, who is helped and how, and really helping people make the connection between the work that we do on a day-to-day -day basis and who is helped by that. And I'm reminded of KPMG's massive transition to a great place to work and massive increases in employee morale just by telling people the story of what KPMG did before and helping people connect the power of, I mean, it's auditing. It's Boring, but helping people connect the power of auditing to letting organizations and countries and societies run efficiently. So this is everything throughout history, like the way that KPMG was involved in the Lend-Lease Act during World War II, or certifying the election of Nelson Mandela, but then also helping employees say, okay, on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you shape history? Who do you help as a result of doing the work? And what they found, and this is, I think, the really powerful thing, what they found is that managers who had those purpose discussions on a regular basis with their people, they were the ones that saw all of the gains in employee morale. So make purpose obvious. Train your people to have conversations about what we do and who is helped by what we do much more often. And that, combined with making that autonomy permanent, is going to stave off a lot of people's desires to go be successful somewhere else. Now, the last thing I'll say real quick is that if an employee is leaving on good terms for a different opportunity, well, then you have an opportunity to graduate that person into alumni status. If you're doing everything right, if you're providing autonomy, you're giving purpose, and they still decide, that great employee still decides they want to go somewhere else, that's not a betrayal. That's just somebody growing out of the opportunity that you provide. And the best thing that you can do is provide a smooth transition, provide a comfortable transition, and treat them less like someone who just quit and more like somebody who is graduating out into the world and is joining the network of alumni of your organization. The way to be known as a great place to work is primarily driven these days by people who used to work in your organization. They are your brand ambassadors for employee experience. So make sure that the process of leaving and transitioning to another firm is one that's held humanely, respectfully, and almost celebratorily, celebra cele celebrate the departure is what I'm trying to say so that people don't feel like they had to leave a terrible environment or didn't know it was so terrible until they quit. People feel supported, trusted, and honored to have been a part of your organization. And then wherever they go, they're going to be an ambassador for you and bring you potentially new recruits or at least spread the word of what your opportunity is like. 
So if you can make autonomy permanent and talk about purpose, make it much more salient. But if you can't, then celebrate those departures that are coming in the great resignation, because those are the people who are going to be spreading the word about what it's like to work for you and hopefully spreading that word to your next round of incredibly successful employees that are able to do their best work ever. Thanks so much for watching this video. If you liked it, make sure you are subscribed or following this channel so you get more content exactly like this that'll help you and your team do its best work ever. And if you really like it, check out the resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guarantee there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a rating and review because it helps share these messages with many, many more people. And if you really liked it and you want to go deeper, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do your best work ever.